Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, literally, what do women want? Tall, dark, handsome. They want to get diverse up in the in the game. This guy, I'm saying it now. If, he, if, he, if it happens in the future, you know I said it first, but this guy could be bond. Honestly, no joke. You kind of watch those movies back to back, and you you might come out of it thinking, "Shit, man! Like, I want to blow my head off." Yeah, Max is going to be a good place for it. Cause I guess it's going to be more X-rated. Well, I keep saying rated. I mean, <laughs> were you, are you, did you watch porn before we like started recording? I don't know how to describe it, but the way the way the film's made, it's like a, it's just like a. I don't, to, I, don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You know, the worst case scenario: the person who owns the Airbnb. Uh, basically just shows up and um, shit hits the fan. So imagine that. So this movie's... And welcome to episode 101. Devalda, that feels... That's, that sounds really cool. Episode 101. 101. Uh, 101. So listen, look, folks, we had a massive episode last week. We did our 100th episode. And you know what was different about that episode? Um, number one, I had a great time. It had been such a long time since I had uh, obviously been doing, like, you know, come back to the show. It'd been like about four or five weeks or whatever. And just getting back to sitting down, chatting and, you know, just getting my mouth around the whole, like, you know, talking and doing all that sort of stuff again, Devaldo was like really, really weird, but I'm so glad I listened back to the show and it was great. It was a great laugh listening to our energy. So what we want to do, folks, we want to bring that same energy back uh, to episode 101. So this is uh, The Flicksters and we're bringing you film news. We're bringing you uh, box it watch list. We're bringing you new on streaming, anniversary corner, film reviews, and we've got a killer of a hidden gem for you. So first things first, we're going to do some shout outs. Devaldo, who we're shouting out? Yeah, this week we've got a few shout outs uh, and the first shout out goes out to Queen Poet. Mm. Queen Poet uh, is her Instagram handle and uh, as you can guess from the, the name, she's the queen of poetry. So she loves to talk about poetry, spoken word and a lot of the uh, artistic, linguistic, uh, I guess, uh-huh. yeah, commentary in life, you know, uh, and history and arts and all Deep. that kind of stuff. So deep stuff and it's really really interesting so yeah if you want to check out some poetry spoken word go and see queen poet queen underscore poet nice Ooh. a second shout out goes out to zakrov aka jimmy uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> zakrov uh, a big listener of ours he's he's like he loves the, the flicksters he is a flickster he loves oh, movies wicked. and he shouted us out last uh, a few days ago uh just yeah he literally watched our 100th episode and uh, he was just saying, yep, you know, he loves it. Give us some more. He's always give, he's always liking us and he's always promoting us as well on Instagram. We really, Ooh. really appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, that one goes out to Zakrov. Next one goes out to Every Day with Erica Joy. That's the Instagram handle. And uh, she actually helped us. Well, she's been around from day one as well and helped us with our, our marketing uh, when we didn't know what to do. So thank you. Still don't know what to do. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so every day with Erica Joy, we need you. We need you. Uh, but yeah, she shouted us out last, uh, well, during the week uh, regarding our 100th episode. So yes, thank you for that one. And the last one goes out to O'Shea PD, the O'Shea Police Department. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, he shouted us out on Instagram as well. Instagram seems to be the place where a lot of people shout us out. So yeah, yeah, yeah get in touch with us on the gram. And exactly. um, you know what, Divide? I was just thinking the other day, you know what? We we don't do much on, you know what? We got to change our YouTube game, man. Seriously. <laughs> We got to like, right. we got to right. get schooled on YouTube. Like if there's anyone out there, like, you know, yeah. um, let us know, man. How do we just like get our YouTube game up and running and like, yeah. well, How yeah. How do we conquer it? Saying actually, we have put on, uh, thanks to Abby, he's uh, sent us a compilation and that's on YouTube, so a compilation of our first 100 sort of funny moments. It's only 10 minutes, but compilations on YouTube. And we're going to put that a uh, few, you know, bits of that on Instagram as well. So watch this space. But Definitely right. YouTube games got to step up. And funny you say that one of our most watched YouTube videos is the Europa Report. Yes. Uh, a real good hidden gem that a lot of people speak about. Love, real science geeks love it. So maybe we'll do a bit more hidden gem stuff. Maybe we'll yeah. you know, do little snippets on Instagram and just keep it nice and short for you. So you can just, you know, do that while you're on the why you're, you're taking a shit or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was I just about know. to say, why you're on the toilet. Exactly. Yeah. Why you're taking a shit. Um, <laughs> defo, that sounds really, really good. All right. Okay, Deval, let's get on to movie news because there's a couple of things yeah. that I want to speak about. Um, now, like, obviously we know that there's been loads and loads and loads of movies that have been delayed or, you know, film studios have just basically just foregone the whole, you know, releasing things on cinema and they've just like said, screw that. Let's just go straight to streaming and we can release it on Amazon or on Netflix or, you know, other VOD uh, kind of platforms. But there's this one big character that, you know, it's never, I don't think it'll go ever go straight to kind of like VOD on this one. Like you got to watch this character on the screens and I'm speaking about Spider-Man, but there's been a delay and we we were always, you know, speaking about other kind of film franchises and yeah, man, Spider-Man's not immune to being delayed, but apparently Sony Pictures has announced that Spider-Man Far From Home sequel has been delayed from November the 5th, 2021 to December the 17th, 2021. Okay, so it's not that much of a, you know, stretch, you know, it's, it's not that much of a delay, but I mean, um, I mean, does that make a difference? A one month, uh, three or four weeks of a, of a delay deval? No, I mean, you know what? And you have to remember all the other movies got pushed back as well. So I'm not, I'm not totally surprised, but who knows what in that, you know, the few weeks or months it was that things were, you know, tools down it could have had a knock-on effect here and there. I don't know. I mean, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. And I think the amount of time it's been delayed actually is a bit, yeah, it's kind of realistic compared to like, you know, Black Widow being delayed six months and, sure. uh, you know, Eternals and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Is there, um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Is there a, the one question that I do have though, is there a Star Wars movie coming out in December? Because generally though, Star Wars movies, they come out in December. There was talk of a Star Wars movie possibly being directed by Taika Waititi, possibly. And that was supposed to maybe be out in 2022 in December. So again, the news hasn't, I mean, this was announced before the whole, you know, uh, COVID-19. So who knows if that's still the case. Or maybe they might push it back another year to 2023. We'll have to wait and see. And that rhymed. Mm, we'll have to wait and see. All right. Okay. Now um, we've had Spider-Man. We've had the Invisible Man. We've had Batman, we've got Superman. But listen, Devaldo, did you know 
that we're about to have the gray man. Now, um, this, this, <laughs> the gray man. So check this out. So two of the biggest stars in Hollywood, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, AKA Captain America, they are going to be teaming up for a Netflix exclusive movie called The Gray Man. And it's an action thriller. And it's going to be directed by our boys, Joe and Anthony Russo. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So, you know what? I'm just thinking like, like obviously Extraction was a huge, huge hit for Netflix. And that was obviously produced by uh, the Russo brothers. And I just think like they're just bringing on board, you know, brilliant actors, you know, making dynamic stories, action thrillers. Yeah. I guess that that's what they do. So this thing is based on a 2009, uh, 2009 novel, uh, which introduced the gray man who is a freelance assassin and forever CIA operative, also known as count gentry. Okay. So uh, whatever you make of that. So, um, and have a guess who's going to be writing this. We're going to gentrify your ass. <laughs> Have a guess who's writing right. this as well. It's Chris Evans, isn't it? Uh, no, it's um, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Oh, that's the, that's the, that's, uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. And, that's Avengers and, Endgame, uh, Civil War and like, you know, you name it. So, um, so, so Ryan Gosling is going to, he's going to be playing, he's going to be playing the killer called Gentry and he's going to be hunted by Lloyd Hansen, who's going to be played by Chris Evans. And he's the former, you know, CIA operative and everything like that. So it's this cat and mouse game of killer and, um, ex-CIA and, you know, maybe going across like different countries. But yeah, it sounds intriguing, man. Mm, sounds interesting, actually. Shit. That's, that's going to be on Netflix. That's going to be neat. Netflix, That's really man. Good a really good team. And I can see uh, Ryan Gosling possibly playing a Marvel character after Ooh. that in some... Maybe he could be Adam Warlock. You never know. Ooh. It's going to happen. Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. You said or, it. It's going to happen. Michael Kovac, maybe. <laughs> yes. That would be good, mm-hmm. actually. That would be really good. Uh, Deval, have you been keeping abreast of things Apple Plus? You know what? I'll be, I'll be honest. I haven't seen anything on Apple Plus since I saw Servants, which was that M. Night Shyamalan series, which was really good. But yeah. no, Apple Plus, no, I've not really been keeping up to date with that. I know Apple a day keeps a doctor away, but... <laughs> then, uh, well, check this out, right? Apple Plus, they, um, they got the rights, exclusive rights to a Tom Hanks movie called Greyhound. And this movie was actually going to be it was going to be released in cinemas by sony pictures and then what happened was obviously the pandemic happened and they were like screw this let's just kind of get it out there and then apple plus they bought the rights and apparently this has set a record for apple tv this is the biggest movie for apple plus i haven't seen it i've actually got apple plus believe it or not right and um i've got it i still haven't had a chance to watch this but you know what i really actually want to watch it so it's um it's a screenplay written by Tom Hanks himself and it's based on a novel and it follows the true story or it follows the story of a ship captain who is tasked with escorting a convoy across the Atlantic Ocean during World War II. So imagine this, it's World War II, torpedoes, there's enemy, you know, flying kamikazes and you know what, you just basically got to try and get across. So yeah, man, it sounds interesting. And Apple, they haven't actually released the figures, but they're saying that it's one of their, is the biggest hit for them so far. So yeah, make of that what you will. Okay. 
Tom Hanks. Well, he, he's a guaranteed thing, isn't he? Tom Banks, you know. <laughs> and he was guy. he was here recently. He was here in Australia, and he wasn't surfing. He wasn't you know catching the rays, but he was actually in hospital over here because he'd caught uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah. One of the first big celebrity uh, names to get coronavirus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Okay. Let's switch tack a bit and let's speak about our boy. John Boyega and um, Finn, aka Finn. Well, he's Finn Nished from what you're about to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is absolutely finished. He turned around, he gave an interview recently, right? And he just said, you know what? I'm done with Star Wars. Now, why Why does he, why do you think he's got the need to come out and say that, Deval? Maybe because, I mean, he's done his trilogy. He's done his thing with Star Wars. Uh, his character's character arc I guess went as far as it could go possibly or as far as they wanted it to go also maybe he wants to do different films maybe he doesn't feel that connected to Star Wars and the whole you know commercial aspect of movies maybe he's looking to do a lot more deeper movies you know the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement maybe that's you know it's sort of sparked something off in him that has changed his you know direction who knows I mean that could be the case maybe he wants to do something a bit more closer to home sure Sure. Mm, no, maybe. sounds about right. Yeah, man. I mean, um, and plus, like, I kind of felt like as if he got sidelined a little bit over the, um, yeah, yeah, you know, in, in the second Wars. movie. And like, you know, I just kind of, they, they played the, the way they amped that character up. I was like, oh shit, this is, this guy's going to be like big. This is, he's, is he got the force? Is he going to, are they going to team up or whatever? And then it just kind of went by the wayside. So yeah, man, I was, you know, a bit annoyed about that. But yeah, man, look, listen, he's done. And um, hopefully we're going to see some other great movies from him. And uh, because we know he's passionate and we know, you know, he, he's, a, he's a great actor as well. Um, let's move a bit on to Deadpool. Now, this might this might come as a bit of a surprise to people, but Deadpool's creator, Rob Liefeld, has said there may not be another Deadpool. And he he's turned around and he said he's okay with that. So in an interview with the Collider, Someone said to him, so when's Deadpool 3 coming along? And he said, listen, you know what, with the whole move, you know, with the Fox stuff and, you know, everything moving over to Marvel, there may not be another Deadpool as it is. We'll mm. probably get to see like Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool, but main, you know, it might not be exactly like what people want to see. So, and he's like, yeah, man, uh, he's happy because he got to, we got to see two movies like that i mean it's pretty sad but i mean what do you make of it yeah i don't know I mean, it seems like you know deadpool could, could be that piece of lego that that jigsaw puzzle you just can't fit in with the rest because now obviously uh you know fox over to over to disney and you know, how are disney gonna move forward with a property like deadpool uh, some people say it could go to uh, all the sort of x-rated stuff could move on to hulu but then how can deadpool fit in with the pg-12 don't swear you know, MCU and all those creators. So I think Deadpool sure. is a place of its own. Deadpool 1 was wicked. Deadpool 2 was good. And Deadpool yes. finished whether, But then by him saying that maybe the third one, or maybe the next time we see Deadpool, he's in Weapon X team. Or maybe he's in, you know, some sort of other ensemble. Maybe he's not going to have his own film, which might still work, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, man. I mean, yeah, sounds good. Uh, but hopefully, we will get to see this character. And like, there was other little bit of a talk in that same interview about, um, obviously, Cable, uh, Josh Brolin, and um, I mean, he's he definitely deserves his spin-off, right? Who Cable? Yes, 
Yeah, Cable Cable's a great character. Again, I'll stay, say it like I said before. I didn't. I, I preferred. <laughs> I preferred uh, <laughs> uh, Pearlman. What uh, yes. was his name? Ron, Ron Pearlman. But it is what it is. But yeah, Cable is a deep character. He needs to go to the future. He needs to meet Madeline Pryor. He needs to the whole you know Mister Sinister apocalypse thing. I mean, if that's done well, that is a that's a trilogy in Ooh. itself, man. Bishop, like proper bishop. Oh, come on. I know, man. I know, I know. It'd be great. It'd be great, man. Listen, it's endless. Like, you know, Disney, they can do whatever they want to do, but it all depends on them. All right, okay, now let's move on to Quentin Tarantino. Now, apparently, Quentin Tarantino has announced that Kill Bill Volume 3 is still on the table. Now, I'm going to go back to something that you said. Um... Like, I can't remember what episode it was, but we've spoken about this before. Kill Bill Volume 3. And crucially, there's a scene in Kill Bill Volume 1 where Vivica A. Fox, she is, she has a, you know, fisty cuffs with, um, yeah. with the bride, right? And yeah. there's a split second where her daughter, so Vivica A. Fox's daughter comes in and she interrupts the whole thing. So there's this whole thing that happens. And now, apparently, in a recent interview with Enemy, so Vivica A. Fox, who played Vanita Green, aka sorry, aka Copperhead, has endorsed Zendaya to take over yeah. the role of her daughter from Original Star. So um, she doesn't. What she turned around and said was, she, look, she doesn't have any any official word, but if there was one person who would be brilliant to play her daughter, it would be Zendaya. And you know what? Yeah, man. I mean, that would be great, right? She's she's up and coming. She's like, you know, she's been in the obviously Spider Man movies, and she's got you know this big larger than life character. And imagine her squaring off with uh, Uma Thurman again. Yeah, you know, I, I do like that casting call, but I, I still stick to my guns and say. Uh, Zazi Beats, man. Yes, Zazi Beats. Put them in a the ring, let the best Z win, or Z for you Americans. <laughs> like Zendaya uh, and Zazi, man. I mean, they'll both do well, but I just think Zendaya's, I mean, sorry, Zazi Beats has just got, maybe I've seen her in more X-rated stuff. So sure. she's got more of an edge for me, but yeah. either way, Either way. It'd be good. Like either way, I just, yeah, it'd be great just to kind of like see this whole thing. All right. Now let's, let's move on to Batman stuff. Now this is a bit interesting because director uh, Matt Reeves, who's working on the Batman right now, has announced that there's going to be a spinoff. Now check this out. The spinoff is going to be becoming to HBO Max, which is owned by uh, obviously Warner Brothers. And there's going to be a Batman spinoff. So um, we don't know much about this, but it's going to be called... Um, oh, sorry. It's going to be it's going to be kind of based upon Gotham Central. So there's a comic series called Gotham Central, and apparently a lot of the fans have been waiting for this. I mean, Deval, do you know anything about Gotham Central? Yeah, this is something that's going to be. I think the showrunner of this one's going to be the same people that that did. Uh, uh, what's that one with? Uh, what's his name? Broadwalk Empire. Is that what that was oh, called? Oh, Broadwalk Empire. Yeah. Showrunner from Broadwalk Empire is going to be running this. So you can see the theme and the sort of feel, you know, all that yeah. kind of like uh, Tracy kind of rat a tat tat with them, with them Tommy Tommy guns, Tommy guns. <laughs> oh man, yeah, just a pinstripe suit, so dark, dingy, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I can see that working, uh, and yeah, HBO Max is going to be a good place for it because I guess it's going to be more X rated. Yes, well, I keep saying X rated. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, are you, did you watch porn before we like started recording? I mean, I mean, R-rated or 18. 
<laughs> you'd be watching like, you know, God knows what you'd be watching. Oh, man. Shit, that's, that's the other podcast I do. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, man. So like Matt Reeves, he's doing this whole thing. And like, obviously he's going to, do you think it'll tie into the Batman movie that we're going to see eventually in the next year or so? From what I understand, it's going to be linked, uh, whether it's going to be a hard link or soft link, it's definitely going to be linked to the sort of DCEU, Matt, Matt Reeves kind of version. Uh, so I think it's good if they can keep a continuity. And that's something Marvel had for years. There was some continuity between like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the Marvel films, even the uh, Netflix, uh, like, you know, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and stuff. There was continuity, which I think DC are years behind. But if they can pull it off and they can, and they can keep it all sort of, you know, together, then it might, you know, it might really improve the whole DCEU. Mm. Sounds good, actually. That actually sounds really, really good. Um, we haven't spoken about Halle Berry for a while, actually. The last time we saw Halle Berry about her was in uh, John Wick. She showed up in John Wick 3, right? And there's this yeah. crazy, crazy scene where Halle Berry, John Wick, Keanu Reeves, they team up and they take down what appears to be the whole of the Middle East, right? So it's, seriously, it's just like they, you know, she's got her dog there. And, and for me, I'm like she must have trained really, really hard for that because obviously the, you know, the st- obviously she didn't do all the stunts in that movie, but you can see she put in the effort and you can see her like, you know, her, it's her face, like, you know, punching those people and, you know, going through the whole thing. But, um, this talk of her playing a martial artist or, or an MMA fighter, is that right, Devaldo? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, just to c- correct you on that one, the last time I saw Hayley Berry was, uh, much more recent, uh, than, uh, Three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see her. I see her. But uh, oh, yeah, hey, Mary, she's actually going to be. This is this is going to be her directorial debut, mm. and she's going to be uh, directing a movie based uh, loosely on real events of a fighter who was uh, had really, like a lot of trouble in life. Had a, had a child and all sorts, and the child was. They were trying to take the child away from her and trying to end her MMA career. And, you know, this fighter goes through it, uh, which is why it's called Bruised, you know. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be the first. I mean, Haley Berry has done, she has done uh, sort of, you know, she has helped, uh, produced. But this is going to be the first time she's actually, you know, actually directed a, a movie. And this one is due to be out uh, soon in 2020, I believe. Right. Uh, it delayed to 2021, but... So far, from what I understand, she trained for weeks to be able to fight with like real MMA fighters. Obviously, she's not, she's not at that level. <laughs> Don't get me yeah, wrong, but yeah, yeah. Training. She is fifty. How old is Haley Berry? Haley Berry is like fifty. Yes, uh, fifty. I'm gonna say fifty-four. Wow. Yeah, she's she, but she 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 can she she can you know stand next to girls, women, I should say, like twenty years younger than her, and she will give them a run for their money. Of course. Uh, you know, she's she's a gangster in the game. But yeah, this this film this film looks to be a decent one. I'm not sure if it's gonna. It might you know like it might do well at the sort of smaller film festivals, you know, Toronto and Rain Dance and all those kind of ones. Uh, who knows if it's gonna stand up to you know Oscar or Golden Globe and that sort of thing. But yeah. either way, I'm interested to see how she how she does as a fighter, but also as director as well. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. That sounds really, really good. The name Roland Emmerich. Now that. That name is kind of, for me anyway, it's kind of synonymous with 
the big budget summer blockbuster movies and he's been like he's been behind some massive massive movies um um which i can't none comes to mind right now but i mean um he was he the one independence day uh, Independence Day, yes. Yes. Uh, Independence Day, Godzilla, 2012, wow. Day After Tomorrow. All those films where there's a big like disaster that's going to hit Earth and only one man, one man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, basically yeah. how it goes. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, but yeah, he's a, uh, Ronald Emmerich is involved in a new Disaster. I should have said that like the wrestling man. So this this movie is going to be called Moonfall. Oh. Moonfall. It is scheduled to be released uh, next year, 2021, uh, probably late 2021. Who knows? But this movie is, is a disaster movie and it's going to depict uh, Earth's struggle uh, to... I guess save the world from the moon <laughs> falling. They're trying to save Earth. the moon is about to collide with Earth. Right. Okay. It's struck by an asteroid and that's taken the moon's like you know uh, trajectory orbit in collision with Earth. So they have to try and stop that because if that happens, it's over for everyone. <laughs> it's over for everyone. So. <laughs> Now, Devaldo, can we can we just kind of rewind a little bit and can we speak about the science behind this? Because I know, can you put your science hat on now? Is this actually even possible? Can could the moon actually collide with us? I will say to you, it's not just possible. It's happened before. What? It's happened before. The the reason we have the moon is because millions and millions of years ago, if not billions, actually, an object struck the Earth, and the the the, the, the actual debris the rock all the ingredients of the earth that that got broken away helped to form the moon so as we know in 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 space you know the bigger the the bigger the mass the greater the gravity so when this thing hit earth maybe i don't know a quarter of the earth or something broke apart and uh, the main Earth was still there, you know, doing its thing, but it, it, it had a, it created gravity for this other object to then go around. So over millions of years, these little fragments coalesced and then clumped together in its own gravity, but still going around the Earth, which millions of years later became the moon. So bit by bit, I mean, the moon used to be way closer to the Earth than it is now. Millions of years, millions of years later, it's going away, away, away. So in billions of years, the moon will actually go away and then we'll, we'll, we'll be stuffed either way, but I'm sure by then we'll all be dead anyway. But, yeah, we'll all be dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit, man. That can happen. If, if another object hits the, the moon and changes its course of, course of uh, orbit, it can, yeah, it can hit the earth. Anything can happen in space. It's just a matter of time and possibility, basically. Whoa. Folks, you heard that, right? You, you heard that here on the Flicksters. Devout is giving science lessons now. Oh my gosh. So, so basically what I'm trying to get at is like, you know, yeah, it's a disaster movie, movie but there actually is some realism in this. Like, because okay. obviously 2012, so the whole thing about 2012 was about, you know, climate change and, you know, f- Earth basically freezing over. And um, what were the other ones? There was, there was another one, wasn't there? Another Another disaster type event? San Andreas? No, that wasn't him, was it? Oh, I don't know if that was him, actually, but it might have been San Andreas. There was the 
2012, did you say that one? The, the day after tomorrow? Day after tomorrow, that was it. Day after tomorrow, yeah. So Day after tomorrow. Okay, well, listen, okay, the next piece of movie news is kind of like kind of a bit of a disaster thing as well. Tell us about this one, about Issa Rae and Jordan Peele. What are they teaming up for? Yeah, so Issa Rae, Issa Rae, a great uh, writer, director. She's done uh, Insecure, a mm. really great TV show, which I literally rinsed in a week, like four seasons. Uh, and uh, she's been in... Uh, I think was it that, that dating movie and uh, date, date night. It's called or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, so she's uh, going to be teaming up with Jordan Peele, who again he's got you know roots in comedy, but more recently he's done some great stuff with horror films and thrillers and stuff like that. So they're going to be they're going to be teaming up with Universal and no doubt Blumhouse uh, with a movie called Sinkhole. Oh. Sinkhole. Mm. Disaster movie? Well, I mean, what is a sinkhole? Sinkhole usually is something that you find in the ground, isn't it? It's something that over years, the ground erodes or something. And, you know, there's a a hole in the ground, basically. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's probably a metaphor for what these two are going to come up with. Knowing Jordan Peele. Yeah. Jordan Peele. I mean, he's going to have something up his sleeve and... Sinkhole will be a metaphor for something totally crazy, I'm sure. Yeah, man, it sounds uh, good. Like anything that he puts his hand to turns to gold. Issa Rae, again, she's another one that when she gets working on a project, it turns to gold. So, you know, this is going to be something decent for sure that I reckon is going to, yeah, I don't know. So far, the there's not even like a description of what the movie's about. That's how that's how early in the production this is. That's how we get our news, guys. That's we get how our we shit do early. It. Mm. Exactly. Get our that, shit. That'd be good. Now it'd be good just to see exactly what um what their holes look like. So um yeah, that'd be really, really good. Um but yeah, folks, so keep it locked. So the more we hear about obviously Sinkhole and obviously all these other movies, we will definitely let you know. So keep it locked to the Flicksters and yeah, hashtag movie news. So uh let's move on to box it watch list. And Deval, you've got a couple of um things that you want to speak about. So uh yeah, take it away. Yeah, so I'll whisk through a couple. First one's Black Earth Rising. Black Earth Rising is a really deep TV show, uh, mostly directed by Hugo Blick mm-hmm. uh, and starred Michaela Cole, who we saw in I May Destroy You. She's been in Chewing Gum. Uh, what else has she been in? She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's a writer, producer, director, a bit like Issa Rae, but like an English version. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this show also stars John Goodman as well uh, and a few other people that you probably will recognise if you, if you see it, but... This show is is really it's on Netflix. Ten episodes. I'm on episode nine. It's really deep. Uh, it's it's actually quite deep. Sometimes you're watching it and you have to rewind it because you're just like, what did they just say? But this story is about uh, uh, Michaela Cole's character, who's a survivor of the Rwandan genocide, Ooh. like in 1994, which was, if people don't know, it was a really really dark uh, time uh, in Rwanda. And a lot of people were massacred, a lot, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, were massacred. Uh, Hutu, the Hutu tribe and the, oh my gosh, the name of the tribe escapes me. There were two tribes, basically, in in the country that were feuding. Uh, A lot of people say it was external uh, intervention from the West that created this. Uh, Bottom line is a lot of people died. And I think, well, I always think we need to have things happen. It's just a shame because why are we killing mm. each other, you know? 
while exactly. killing each other. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. So the, the film, the, the series does talk about that in depth, uh, some graphic scenes, uh, and yeah, it's really deep. So it's worth watching if you've got time and you want to watch something a bit different uh, with some good acting. So yeah, that one's on uh, Netflix, Black Earth Rising. Oh, sounds really good. The next one is called Snowfall. This one, I did mention it. I'm, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but I'd only yeah. seen one or two episodes then. I've finished it now. I rinsed this shit out. <laughs> this Snowfall is wicked. This is like The Wire, basically. Is it? This is, yep, it's like The Wire. This is on BBC in the UK and it's also on FX, I think worldwide. This is uh, back in the 80s, uh, sort of uh, Los Angeles, uh, drug uh, epidemic, uh, crime, lives, families, CIA, all kinds of shit happens in this. Uh, it's, it's led, it's the, the cast is led by Damzin Idris, who we saw in Farming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gangster. When I tell you this guy, he he's leading the show. He's from Peckham, London, but he is a American <laughs> in wow. the show. Los Angeles American, so his accent is is Los Angeles American. He, I don't know how he does it, man. He's he's, he's crazy good. And you know what? When people talk about who's going to be the next James Bond, is there going to be a black James Bond? Everyone keeps saying Idris Elba. This guy, I mean, they're talking about the wrong Idris. Dan is in Idris. <laughs> this guy, yeah, So think about his longevity. Idris yeah. Elba's too old to start play, playing James Bond because you know, three, four films down the line, how old is he going to be? Damson Idris is 28, 29. So maybe he's a bit young, but by the time the next Bond comes out, he'll probably be 32 or something. But this guy, if you see him in a suit, if you see his versatility, he's tall. Yeah. He's like, like, literally what the women want, tall, dark, handsome. Yeah, this yeah. guy is that. He's got, he, he uses it. If they want to get diverse up in the, in the game, this guy, I'm saying it now, if, you, if, that, if it happens in the future, you know I said it first, but this guy could be Bond. Honestly, no joke. But okay, so the show itself is wicked. There's there's there's, there's Colombians, there's there's Mexicans involved, there's a wow. CIA involved, all the sort of like, you know, the, the sort of, uh, all the characters in the LA sort of area, the sort of main, main players are all involved. The story is twisty. Sometimes it shocks you. It is a wicked, wicked show. I'm gutted that it's finished for now. I don't know when it's coming back, but if you can catch the three seasons, I, I tell you, put down what you're doing and watch Snowfall. Oh, sounds Trust brilliant. Me. I got into my fault, but I didn't put it down. When I, I watched nothing else until I finished this, put it that way. Wow. Okay, definitely. And it's so it's, it's funny you should mention it because what I did was, I, I know there's a lot of stuff like on the BBC that I need to catch up on. And what I did was I got... um. This isn't a plug, by the way. I got a VPN. Um, I paid for like a VPN so I can basically access like Channel 4, BBC and like, you know, all the other stuff, um, you know, outside of the UK. So what I did was I went onto the BBC and there was a program that I spoke about on last week's show. And this one I did watch and it's, it's, it's a, it's a brilliant show. You can watch it on the BBC iPlayer. It's called Anthony and, um, kind of like a, it's a sad story, right? It's a really, really sad story. So basically it was, it's the killing of a, of a boy called Anthony Walker. So he's, he's a black teenager in, um, in Merseyside and he was killed by Joey Barton's brother, the footballer, Joey Barton's brother. Yes. in a racist attack so basically what it is right this is a 
you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a dramatization of what his life could have been like. And it, it starts off, I'm not going to say too much about it, but you just got to basically go and watch it. But the movie, uh, the, the hour long show, it starts off with, with basically the end, end of his life. And then it kind of goes backwards to what his life could have been. And this guy, he was talented. He was like, you know, he was, you know, he was, he was a ladies guy as well. And people really liked him and, you know, people looked up to him as well. And it's just really, really sad the way that the whole thing is played out. And I'll watch this, I watched it and I just thought, yeah, this is brilliant. People should watch it. And I really, I read something really interesting. Someone online said these stories, they need to be told. But what they turned around and said was that, why is it that these stories that involve black teenagers or films like, you know, 12 Years a Slave, why is it that people always focus on the tragedy yeah. I want to see, and what what this person wrote in this article was like, they want to see, like, you know, stories where there's kind of like, you know, the redemption, where there's the hope and where there's the kind of the love and all that sort of stuff, which, you know, which I get as well. But if you are looking for kind of, um, I don't know, I, I was, you know, obviously we're in this period now where it's a bit crazy and stuff. And, you know, obviously with, you know, the Black Lives Matter and this is, this is where the BBC are showing this at a time where obviously this is all relevant. It just goes to show you, man, this shit has been going on for years. And, you know, this is another example, but yeah, go check it out. It's called Anthony. It's on BBC. I'm not sure if they're going to show this on, you know, in, on a US network. Maybe it gets picked up by something, but yeah, check it out. You can, you know, you can catch, catch this folks. It's definitely worth a watch. So that's the one that I watched, but I'm going to check out Snowfall because that's on BBC as well. You said, right, Deval? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, watch it. Honestly, it's really yeah. good. All right, cool. Yeah, I want to use that VPN. All right, okay. Now, out this week on Blu-ray uh, or digital download, what have we got? Let's see this one. This one's uh, called Radioactive. And Radioactive is about the story of, the true story of Mary Curie. So Marie Curie, uh, the like Nobel scientist, Prize winning yeah. scientist, uh, pioneer, genius, uh, her story basically and how she influenced and changed the world with her uh, you know scientific discoveries uh, this one's uh, played by um, uh, what's her name now her name is Rosamund Pike yes Rosamund Pike who we've seen in many films saw, yeah. saw her in Gone Girl Gone Girl she was really really good in Gone Girl uh, and she's been in like Bond and you know Jack Reacher all kinds of stuff but this film here is if you like it, if you like your science it's a good film if you are about equality and all that kind of stuff as well, again, it's a good film for you as well. But yeah, I mean, she was a pioneer when it came to chemistry, I believe, and discovering uh, uh, elements and, you know, working with elements and, and helping to save people, uh, working on cures for cancer and just trying to really help people, basically. So yeah, I mean, we, we all know the name. Uh, Marie Curie and uh, this yeah. is a film that shows that story so yeah you can catch that one on digital download or you can also catch it on Rakuten Ooh. and how can we know Rakuten movie code how can well, people win it this week all you got to do is send us on Instagram a recommendation for a hidden gem any movie that you like that isn't a mainstream movie that you'd like us to talk about Put it on Instagram. Let us know. The first person that does it will get the Rakuten movie code. There you go. There you get set. There you go. 
And if it's a film not in the English language, you know what? It's even better because you know what? We yeah. love that and we want to expand, obviously, our film knowledge. So yeah, so, so you know, ch- throw one at us. Throw one at us, folks. All right, now, new on streaming and uh, trailers, Devaldo, what have we got now? The first one that you put up on here is something from Amazon. Uh, it's called The Last Narc. Now, um, we've had Narcos on Netflix. You know, we've had like, you know, Killing Pablo um, and like, you know, these stories about, you know, Pablo Escobar and stuff like that. So is this in the same vein or is this going to be something different? What is this? El Ultimo Narc. Oh. El Ultimo Narc. Yes, this. uh... (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) He always laughs. Give this guy, give this guy a film, like like a TV show or something, man. Seriously, someone listening out there. Laughing at the inside, thinking, "Oh, this this gringo." Because <laughs> what do they call, they call English people? Yeah, they, then, they, they'll call they they call anyone like any foreigner. They'll just call gringo. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. this gringo. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so Mark is an Amazon, and uh, yeah, we like Amazon. Amazon's good as well. It's not all about Netflix. Sure, it's about we were talking about snowfall, drugs, and all that kind of stuff. This one's about the behind the scenes stories documentary about a kidnapped DEA agent called Kiki Camarena. Ooh. And uh, this is a story that he you know, he was kidnapped and I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, but, sounds yeah, good. Not a nice story, but I think this might even, this might even be a bit of a, I don't know if you remember Narcos, the Mexican version, the one uh, with uh, Diego Luna. And, Diego uh, Luna. Yeah, no, no. I know it's there. I just haven't seen it. But yeah, I know you've got Narcos Mexico. Yeah. There's, a, there's something that happens in that where someone's kidnapped and tortured and stuff. And I'm not sure if maybe this is the documentary of that story. Mm. Possibly. But one way to find out, give that a watch on Amazon Prime. Sounds really good. Again, just let me just quickly throw this out there. Who's winning the streaming wars? Oh, it's Netflix. Netflix are in, in the front. Uh, Amazon are there as well. Disney Plus are trying their thing. Uh, and you've got all the rest as well, like Hulu and stuff always sort of lagging behind. But yeah, Netflix is on top for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, Devout, the shadow of violence, we kind of, I think we kind of mentioned this a bit last week, but um, yeah, just remind everyone again, what is this about? This one here, oh, this is a really, really tough, gritty, really gritty uh, story of, uh, basically, it's like an island, actually. Uh, and it's about uh, a family uh, of people that, you know, sort of work, like, they, I don't know, like gangsters, drug dealers, stuff like that. And uh, basically, someone in the family is is uh, sort of, I guess they they think that they want to. They're basically basically torn between two families, and they think that they might that one of the, one of the family members might betray them and all that kind of stuff. So it's one of those ones where, like you know, when you're in a family and you're you're in the crime and stuff like that, you have to ride or die. If anything, anything yeah. goes. You can't, you know, trade allegiances. You can't be soft. And this family, I've, I've, seen, I've seen the trailer for this, and all I can say is some of the things that these people do to their enemies <laughs> and to their friends, <laughs> it's gritty. It is a gritty, 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 oh, man, it's tough. It's like, I mean, think of all the gangster films you've watched. It's like an Irish version of that, but more hardcore. Is it? Uh, yeah, tough, and the loyalties are tested, and... I don't want to spoil it too much, but yeah, it's just it just looks gritty, man. And I'll tell you who's in it real quickly, just who's in it. So you've got uh, Barry, uh, ba- ba- I can't remember, how do I pronounce his name? Is it Kean? Pa- Kean? Uh, Barry yeah. Kean. 
Yeah, I think he's in, um, he was in Peaky Blinders, I think. Maybe, yeah, he was in Dunkirk as well. He's also going to be in Eternals. This guy's rising. He was also in uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. He was in that as well. That was a hidden gem. Yeah, this guy's, he's he's rising. Uh, Also, Cosmo Jarvis is in the film. Uh, uh, A few other good actors are in this film as well. So it's worth a watch. It's decent. I'm going to watch this at some point. This could be a hidden gem. This could be a hidden gem. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really, really good. Uh, the movie that I want to speak about is, um, it's called Arch Enemy. Now, check this out. Now, Devalda, you're going to be speaking about a movie later on in the show uh, directed by, oh, let me get this right. Let me make sure that I get this right. So the guy who directs the movie that you're going to speak about is called uh, Adam Egypt Mortimer, Adam I think Egypt. his name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Uh, the movie that he's made after that movie is this movie called Arch Enemy, and it stars Deathstroke, aka Joe Manganiello. Uh, mm. I hope I said that right. So Joe Manganiello, he plays a guy called Max Fist. So check this out, Max Fist, right? Who claims he's a hero from another dimension who has somehow landed on Earth and has been stripped of his powers. And you know this trailer. It's mad because there's no dialogue in this trailer. And you know what the thing is? You know, sometimes you know sometimes trailers they just give you everything. They just tell you everything about a movie, and you're like, "All oh, right, okay, I've seen that. I know the beginning. I know the middle. I know the end." This movie gives you jack shit. There's no dialogue. All it is is a series of images of Max. He's driving a car. He's going crazy, and then there's kind of interspersed with other you know images of people being thrown around and stuff and. It's just like a hodgepodge of all different shit, right? But just the the adrenaline, just the feeling of watching this, like, you know, watching the trailer, I'm like, shit, man, I want to watch it. And obviously you're going to be speaking about, you know, a movie, um, Daniel Isn't Real. So the guy who directed that has directed this movie. And it's uh, it's looking like as if, yeah, man, this is going to be a good one. It's produced by the people who made Mandy. So... um, So you know what that means, right? It's going to be bloody. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be psychedelic. Like, you know, like, you know, all that sort of shit. But yeah, man. So um, go check it out. It's, um, yeah, it's it's called Arch Enemy. And uh, the premise sounds really interesting. So we'll see how that one turns out. And uh, the other one that I want to speak about is called Truth Seekers. Now, this is a reteam, reteaming of uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. And um, it's a comedy, a science fiction and um, obviously, if you loved, you know, uh, Shaun of the Dead, if you loved Hot Fuzz, I'm pretty sure you're going to love this as well. So uh, Nick Frost, he plays a paranormal investigator. You don't see um, Simon Pegg in, in, the, in the trailer that much, actually. So which was kind of like a bit, you know, a bit strange because they're billing it as Nick Frost and, and, um, and Simon Pegg. So basically, so the comedic minds of Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, they join up. And um, they um, they released the first footage at Comic Con, so people were mad about it. This movie is actually going to be releasing on Amazon Prime, so okay. they've just bypassed the whole cinema. And you know, Amazon Prime have they bought it, and you know what? You know, they, they for them they're probably thinking this is going to be great. So expect to see. Um, Ghost hunting, demons, demons, haunted houses, and um, according to the synopsis, sodomy. So, uh, you know, if that's your stuff, then go check it out. But uh, sorry, it's not a movie; it's a TV. It's a series, and it's eight episodes. Oh, 
cool. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, man. So look, look forward to that. Go check out the trailer. It's funny. It's crazy. Loads of different characters and that kind of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz type of a vibe is, it, you know, it's got, it's got, uh, attached to it. So yeah, go check that one out. And, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. What else was out mm-hmm. there? Oh, this one, right. Biohackers, Netflix is coming out August the 20th. And this is being billed as the new dark. Although oh this one, God. yeah. So although Devaldo, uh, what that there's a caveat to that. There isn't this, this one doesn't involve time travel, but it's, it's, it's a German TV show, but it's kind of like in the same vein where it's like kind of a bit, you know, mind bending uh, about a university student who um, is studying at a uh, top secret university lab and they are basically biohacking and her past is connected with the with the with the person who's in in charge um uh, you know of the lab they're working on some secret shit they are doing gene splicing they are working on maybe i don't know creating clones who knows but this student is going to bring them down so uh yeah it looks interesting um it's got a cast who have appeared in other international movies. So they're not just kind of like local talent. Uh, they are local talent, but they've been in kind of like in you know, other international movies. So yeah, it looks good. Check it out. It's going to be uh, out on Netflix. It's coming out on August the 20th. So a uh, couple of weeks time. It looks really good. Check it out. Mm, nice one. I think I might have to actually. Yeah. And then last on the list, we have the Umbrella Academy uh, season two. That's uh, now available on Netflix. So for guys that don't know, the Umbrella Academy is like a hodgepodge uh, team, a bit like the X-Men type thing. Uh, they've all got superpowers. Uh, they're sort of led by a sort of father figure. They all live in a house. Uh, they all hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, regular, you know, regular superhero family shit, really. Uh, but this is season two. Season one was a bit mad. It was decent, uh, a bit weird in places, but kept my attention. I watched it all the way through. Uh, stars Ellen Page. She's like the main person. And again, she was an X-Men, wasn't she? Yes. So she's the whole mutant shit. Uh, we've also got Robert Sheehan. He's an Irish actor. Uh, we've got uh, a few other actors as well that you might probably recognize. Mary J. Blige. She was in, she was in season Whoa. one as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a decent, funny kind of mad show. It's different to the boys. It's different to like, you know, agents of agents of shield and X-Men. It's just different, but it's, yeah, it's decent. So, if you've seen season one, you've got season two now. If you haven't seen season one, you've got a bit of a binge fest on your hands. So that's out now on Netflix. Nice one. Brilliant. All right. Okay, folks, now we're going to bring you some anniversary corner movies. And we're going for a bit of a theme over here. So let's see if you can kind of uh, pick out that theme, you know, you know, by the end of uh, Anniversary Corner and uh, get in touch with us. Obviously, if uh, any of these movies, you know, affect you, affected you and you thought, wow, you know, that's a powerful movie or, you know, any of the uh, the stuff that we speak about. But yeah, the first movie from 10 years ago, uh, Shutter Island. And it's weird because it felt like as if with this movie, Martin Scorsese, he was on a bit of a roll. I remember kind of like obviously The Departed was come out and then there was like Shutter Island come out and then he had The Wolf of Wall Street. And I was like, shit, man, you know, he's, um, uh, Martin Scorsese, he, he's diverse. I mean, like when you think about what does The Departed is about, what Shutter Island is about, and then what The Wolf of Wall Street is about, this guy, you know, he can make a movie. But this movie is, um, it's 
it's, it's great. I mean, I, I remember watching it in Cinema Divado, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo. What was, obviously we're not going to give anything away. If you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch it because there's kind of like twist yeah. and turnings. But what did you make of the whole kind of movie at the end? Decent film. It's a film, you know what? Believe it or not, I've only seen it once. Yeah. And sometimes I like that because the next time I see it, I almost won't remember all the good bits and it will be like a, a new experience again. But this film was really good. 8.2 on IMDb, highly rated, uh, really good acting. Leonardo, he's, he's really good at exhibiting, you know, urgency, pace, importance. All those aspects when he's trying to find something out, or he's trying to hunt an information. In this year, 2010, he's done Shutter Island. He's done another great film that will always stand the test of time, Inception. Two oh, of those films man. in the same year. How did he do that? I don't know. He could have retired after that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, this film is really, really decent. Uh, and it's a film that I actually need to, I need to revisit at some yeah. point in the near future. But guys, if you haven't seen it, go see Shutter Island. I believe that could be on Netflix or Amazon as we speak. Exactly. So Just go out and watch it. That's a definitely, that's a recommendation from us. Okay, next one from 15 years ago, 2005. Now this is Molars and the Whale. Now Deval, tell me about this movie because it sounds brilliant. Molars and the Whale. Yeah, this one is, oh, this one is just, oh my gosh, it's, I've not seen this film yet, but it is a film about, uh, we, we, we sort of touched on it last time, uh, last week, I think it was, about uh, people on the Asperger's uh, sort of spectrum. And it's a film about two, two uh, about a couple on the, uh, on the spectrum and just how they really navigate their feelings how they navigate their condition, uh, how society accepts or not accepts them. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a real, I mean, the way, from what I understand, the way it's handled, the uh, sort of condition and and how the, the, the interaction is with the, the couple, it's really, really touching. And it's a film that I probably have to watch at some point. And yeah. I think it could be, uh, it's actually Mozart and the well. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i've got to say one thing right i searched like molars and the whale and flipping nothing came up it was just like some random shit that came up predictive texting shit messes up everything because i did not mean to write molar i thought you said molar what are you talking about but yeah so it really does uh handle the sort of autistic sort of Asperger's syndrome conditions really well, the relationship uh, inspired, inspired by true events as well, from what I understand. And uh, yeah, just about how, you know, sometimes people with conditions, they, they sometimes sabotage their own relationship because yeah. of the fear, you know, of, of putting burden on someone else or just the fear of this is too good to be true or just how am I going to cope with this? How are they going to cope with this? And yeah, it's complicated. I mean, shit is complicated anyway. Life is complicated anyway. But when you have conditions that you're managing full time and you're trying to manage a relationship, work, all the, all the rest of it, I can imagine. I mean, I can't, I can't really talk from a perspective of, of, of experience, but just on the, on the precipice of understanding people with conditions and maybe working yeah. with people that is, you know, so if the film's done right, it will stand the test of time. This one, 2005, uh, stars Josh Hartnett and Rada Mitchell. Rada Mitchell we saw in a really good horror film, actually, which, uh, uh, well, 
say horror sci-fi, sorry, uh, Pitch Black Pitch sci-fi. Black, yeah. She was in, in, tw- in 2000, 20 years ago. And in Silent Hill, a good horror film. Yes. Uh, based on the video game. And she was, she was also a man of fire. But yeah, this film, Mozart and the Whale, mm, even the title itself, I mean, that's a, that's a pff, good title. I know. Uh, Josh Hartnett, wasn't he in um, Penny Dreadful? He was in Penny Dreadful, yeah. Josh Hartnett's been in quite a few things, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Black Dahlia, The Faculty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's great, yeah. I haven't seen him in, I can't remember the last thing that I saw him in, but I know he was, you know, he's he's been in that. Right, okay, so that's Mozart and the Well, and um, yeah, go check that one out. Now the next one, gosh, man, this is like a rush to the rush to the brain, rush to the head, rush to the vein. This is Requiem for a Dream. And man, I, I don't know, like when I first watched this movie a while, you know, when it when I first I kind of got this movie on DVD and everything. So um, I didn't know, like it's bleak, man. Um, it's, it's shocking, obviously. And, um, it, you know, great acting in there. Directed by, I think it's Darren, I think, yeah, Darren Aronofsky. And Darren Aronofsky, yeah. Darren Aronofsky, he brought us, um, is it, was it Mother. Black Swan? Mother. Um, Black Swan, yeah, you're right. Yeah, both, yeah. Yeah. Was he the one that was in America or something, some sort of, like, case? Is he the one or someone else? I can't remember. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe, possibly. I mean, who knows what goes on in his mind. But, I mean, um, this movie, man, it's about, obviously, addiction. It's about kind of, you know, there's, um, there's issues that people, obviously, go through in life. And one way that people deal with those issues is by by taking drugs you know they want to get high they want to kind of maybe forget their issues and this movie is about that and it's about kind of the slippery slope that people go down when you know the drugs consume your whole life and it's and it, it, you you see this movie from obviously from different perspectives like an older lady you know ellen burstyn's character uh, she was the one for, she's the mother from exorcist actually and um and obviously you've got Jared Leto, Jennifer Connelly. I thought she's great in the, you know, she's brilliant. She's, she, you know, she's lovely. Marlon Wayans, man. It's like, you know, this guy, you know, he should obviously, you know, be acting more. But I mean, yeah, man, it's a psychological movie. It's it's crazy. It's weird and frightening as well. Like, you know, if, if I'm being honest. I only saw it, you know what, I'll, I'll be honest. I saw it for the first time last night <laughs> and it was a mad film. Yeah. Some of the scenes, the drug taking, Obviously, some some of these some of the people in the film they do have, I don't I, I don't even know if the if the conditions have been verified or what it is, but people are going through some sh- they're going through some shit really. Uh, even the mother, you know, she's everyone's going through some kind of shit, and it seems yeah. like drugs is the way out. And this this maybe maybe I don't know what's going on today with our, our our movie selection, but from Snowfall, I mean, there's drug taking in that, and you see how it ruins lives all the way down to like this, you know, it does ruin lives. So I'll just say everyone listening right now, you know, just if you can stay away from drugs, literally stay away from it. Yeah, it man. sounds cool at the time. It might make you feel cool for a while, but the long-term usage of any drug, whether it's paracetamol or whatever, long-term use or abuse of it is not a good thing. So definitely stay away from drugs yeah man yeah go check that movie out man if you just want to be like it's shocking it's it's shocking uh all right okay now next movie 25 years ago wow man a long long time ago um so this is leaving las vegas and um starring nicholas cage elizabeth shu 
Julian Sands, who's a British actor. And uh, again, another movie, you know, about a person on a slippery slope going downhill, you know, addicted to um, alcohol. So this is kind of, um, again, another one of those movies, man, like, you know, it's bleak. Uh, but there is kind of like some hope in there as well. And, you know, just when you think that, um, you know, nothing, you know, things could, couldn't get worse for this guy, you know, uh, this character played, uh, he's called Ben Sanderson, played by Nicolas Cage. You know, he meets a, a person called Sarah, played by Elizabeth Shue, and they start this kind of relationship. And, you know, yeah, man, it's, um, it, again, it's sad. And it, it kind of highlights the issues that people have. Like, you know, sometimes people can't deal with their issues and, um, you know, they, they, they can't find someone to speak to. So one, what they do is they, they go through alcohol and or they go through drugs and stuff. So we're kind of hitting a theme over here. It won the Academy Award for Best Actor. It won a Golden Globe for Best Actor. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a highly rated movie. So, um, I mean, I think, what is this on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? It's got 90%. On IMDb, seven and a half percent. Directed by Mike Figgis, and um, yeah, man, Deval, do you remember this one? Do you know what? I don't. You know, I don't think I've even seen that one. But I know it's one of the a, a crazy film, and I always get that one. Leaving Las Vegas, and I always get fear and loathing in, in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. I always get them mixed up because they just both seem like some crazy, like Las Vegas type shit going on. Yeah. Like whatever happens there. Yeah. yeah, man. Again, it's, it's just one of those movies. I think when you watch kind of Requiem for a Dream and Leave Las Vegas, you kind of watch those movies back to back and you you might come out of it thinking, shit, man, like I want to blow my head off. But you know what? We need to kind of, you, you need to kind of see these movies and you need to kind of, uh, you know, kind of understand like, you know, how these characters, uh, you know, our lives are being portrayed and people out there in the world, they go through this stuff. So um, I kind of sh it sheds a light on, on on this sort of stuff, which I think is really, really important. Okay, so now the last movie from 30 years ago, this movie, Devouder, the title always freaked me out, Jacob's Ladder. Tim Robbins, right, this one, is it? Yes, Tim Robbins and Elizabeth Benia. So what was, was there a... Um, was this based on a true story? I don't know if it was, but is there's what is it? It's about uh, mourning the death of his child, a, a Vietnam War veteran, attempts to uncover the past while suffering a severe case of of disassociation. Right. Mm. To do this, he must uh, decipher reality and life, or from life, in his own dreams, delusions, perceptions, and yeah, it's it's one of those sort of really psychological uh, mind trips. This movie is. You know, wow. but yeah, plagued with hallucinations, flashbacks. They say a lot of people that went to Vietnam, they came back and they weren't the same, you know? Yeah. Vietnam, really, we saw a bit of that in the Five Bloods with, uh, what's his name? Lindo's, uh, I can't remember his first name. Del Roy. Something Lindo. Del Roy Lindo's character, he came back and he was not the same. And back then, the emphasis on mental health and well-being and stuff, I mean, you know, people just came back and they, they kind of got on with it. But some people, you know, who knows if maybe there was a, a massive spike in crimes, a massive spike in divorce, a massive spike in, you know, uh, sort of violent behaviour or just, you know, all kinds of civil unrest might have happened as a result of people not being properly cared for after, you know, things like, you know, any sort of mass war situation like Vietnam. But this is a, a highlight of you know, Vietnam vet coming back, also losing a child. I mean, I've not got children, but I don't even, I don't even want to put that thought out there, but that's no, one of the no. worst things, that, you know, think of. So Crazy. imagine yeah. that 
together. I mean, anyone would be allowed to just lose their mind. Come on, you'd be allowed to lose your mind. So this film, you know, just, yeah, it's just, that's the, one of the sort of, uh, I guess, main points of the film. But then what happens after that is the journey of the movie. So yeah. Jacob's ladder, where does the ladder go? Well, this is it. And I think it's, um, it's, it's obviously, there's a obviously biblical connotation there as well. Like uh, it's related to kind of the Old Testament about something. Um, someone had a, obviously Jacob, he had a dream about a staircase to heaven. So this movie is about that journey into, you know, is it is it heaven or is it hell? It, like, you know, some descent or is it ascent? So yeah, man, interesting movie. And I, I remember the, the poster for that movie always freaked me out. I was like, shit, man, this looks deep. This looks dark. So yeah, go check those movies out, folks. Now, this leads us into, you know, the, the main film review this week. So this yeah. is a movie that Deval went out and, and saw. This is a 2019 movie. It's called Daniel Isn't Real. So Devaldo, yeah, take it away for us. Daniel Isn't Real. Well, what I will say is Brule, Radcliffe, Craig, <laughs> Dane Lewis. They're definitely real. <laughs> Uh, and Thomas would, <laughs> would say, <laughs> would say otherwise. <laughs> Thomas, oh shit, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, Daniel is real, but yeah, in this movie, movie's called Daniel Isn't Real. I saw this one on Rakuten again. If you want to see a movie on Rakuten, get a free voucher code. Let, let us know on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Let us know what your hidden gem recommendation is and I will send you that code. But this movie uh, was made in 2019. I think it was actually released in 2020. But yeah, this is a film about a troubled college student who suffers from violent, sort of, well, he's, well he suffered violent family trauma, but that in itself has, has now uh, sort of, I guess, uh, how do you put it? I mean, his mind is very delicate. His mind is now manifesting uh, voices, basically. Yeah, he's, 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 he's hearing things. And uh, from, an, from a young age, from suffering the trauma, he started speaking to an imaginary friend. That imaginary friend then uh, became Daniel. And that Daniel helped him deal with the trauma that he suffered when he was young, all the way through his adolescence, his teens. And that Daniel was, you know, always there. But there became a point where uh, he was able to lock Daniel away and then sort of grow up in his teens and stuff like that. Uh, so for a while, he kind of dealt with Daniel, locked Daniel in a house and kind of carried on with his life. I don't want to spoil it too much, but we all know that's not how it ended. <laughs> oh, shit. So Daniel somehow came out. Daniel has been locked away for a long time. Daniel's here to play. Daniel oh. makes Daniel makes the character Luke uh, do things that he doesn't really want to do. But oh my gosh. And literally Daniel, we, we see Daniel. It's not just a figment of his, well, it's a figment of his imagination, but we as a viewer see him. No one else does. Yeah. And Daniel, some confidence Daniel makes him brave Daniel makes him feel good and it's been a long time since he felt good oh my gosh you know? uh, so there's a lot going on there but yeah it, I mean I know it's a, it's a movie but the, the very serious uh you know condition that some people have uh you know hearing voices I'm not sure what it's called it's schizophrenia uh, uh, paranoid schizophrenia or something yeah, like that yeah Hearing voices is not, it's not a, it's not a joke, you know, and sometimes the voices will tell you to do things and you find yourself in a lot of trouble. So this film 
in a very cerebral sort of uh, intimate way really shows you how this can actually manifest and how someone can try to live with these conditions. But, you know, unless you're really, really given the support, uh, it's really hard to, you know, to, uh, to, to cope, especially if everyone else is just saying you're crazy and they, don't, they won't even begin to listen to what you're experiencing. Sometimes half of the problem or half of the solution sometimes is just listening, you know, yes. but uh, this film, yeah, this film, uh, it was almost a hidden gem for me. I actually thought it was going to be a hidden gem when yeah. I watched it, but it just really, it, it, it was a hidden gem as in like it's hidden because not many people know about it, but I wouldn't say it's a total gem. Right. Okay. Yeah. One of those films that is, is definitely a halfway house hidden gem. It's just hidden. <laughs> but uh, this film, like I said before, this film is directed by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Adam Egypt Mortimer. Yeah. Uh, also involved in Mandy, which stars Nicolas Cage, very psychedelic. This film is quite psychedelic. Some of the colouring, purple like really wavy kind of the sort of colors. I've never, I've never, I've never done LSDs, but I would imagine doing an LSD, this film will probably, probably be what I see. The sounds, yeah. the lighting is really, really funky, really, really funky. Uh, it stars Miles Robbins. I don't know if he's related to Tony, uh, Tim Robbins. Oh, I don't know, but yeah. uh, I don't think so. But yeah, it stars him. Also, I guess who it stars as well. Uh, who stars as Daniel Patrick Schwarzenegger? Oh, really? Wow! The son of Arnie is—he's the one that—he's the naughty one in this film. Uh, so he's the one that's trying to tell uh, Luke to do naughty things. Right? Okay. And he actually looks a bit like him, but yeah, he—he's just very—he's different. He's very slim, very tall, but he does—he does, does kind of look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Also stars Sasha Lane. Sasha Lane. Uh, we saw her recently in uh, Hellboy. She's the right. Girl. She has, has like dreads. You probably recognise her. She yes. had like the dreads in Hellboy. She was part of the crew. Uh, so she's been in quite a few films. Uh, you know, so she's she's really good up and coming. She only started acting about five years ago. Can you believe it? It's wow, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, literally crazy. Started acting five years ago, and you're in big films like this. Really, really good. She's from uh, America, but yeah, decent film. I'd probably give it a six out of 10 maybe. Uh, but yeah, decent. Uh, if you like psychedelic, crazy, weird films that maybe totally never make sense to you, this is a good place to start. Mm. Good place to start. But again, it comes from a serious place. So please understand that some people actually do go through this. Uh, but yeah, it's a decent film. And I would say, yeah, give that one a watch. You can watch that one on Rakuten. Yeah. Um, and just with that, so obviously Arnie's um, son. Um, and so he's, so he's the the figment of his imagination, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, does he come back? <laughs> that's, that's really bad. Oh, yeah. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. He did come back because he got locked away, didn't he? Surprised he didn't say I'm back. Maybe he did say, but I didn't really get it. He might have said it, you know. Oh, shit, man. I am back. I've got to find out. <laughs> that was really bad. All right, okay. Um, yeah, so folks, go check that one out. Daniel isn't real, but whether by the looks of it, is pretty real. Now, okay, I'm going to speak about a movie which I saw. Now, this movie you won't be able to get for our UK listeners anyway. Uh, you won't be able to get this on Rakuten. So, what you'll have to do is 
if you obviously find this, you know, if what I say sounds interesting, then go check it out. It'll, it's on the Google Play Store. You can purchase it there for about two or three pounds or whatever it is. Uh, it's on the Amazon. It's on iTunes. And you can catch it from, you know, all those uh, online places. This movie is actually um, the directorial debut of Dave Franco, who is the brother of James Franco. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Dave Franco, he's a, he's an interesting character. I mean, I, I remember him kind of popping up in a few movies, uh, kind of like playing like the goofy oddball kind of like, you know, you know, kind of like the sidekick type of a character. And then he's kind of um, been in some other movies, which I I, I liked. He was in The um, the Artist, the, the Disaster Artist. He turned up in that movie, which I thought, you know, he was really good. And obviously he was acting alongside his brother. So this movie is born out of his dislike for Airbnb, Devaldo. So he went on record and he said, you know what, I... I don't like the idea of Airbnb. And someone said to him, well, well you know, well, what's the whole issue? He goes, you're in someone, you're in someone else's house and that person has the key to that house and they could come in and they can come out whenever they want, if they wanted to really, which I guess he's got a point, right? So from the mind of Dave Franco, he takes this move, he takes that thought to the next level. So imagine you rent a an Airbnb, you know, the worst case scenario, the person who owns the Airbnb uh, basically just shows up and um, shit hits the fan. So imagine that. So this movie stars Dan Stevens, who we like Dan Stevens, right? You know, we, we, we're quite kind of fans of Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens is uh, a British actor. He's been in Legion. He's been in Beauty and the Beast. He's been in The Guest, which is a movie that we really like, uh, don't we, Devaldo? And, and Downton uh, Abbey. Da <laughs> Downton Abbey, which I haven't seen, by the way, and I don't think I'm going to get to see that one. But there's a movie that he turned up in just recently, which I saw, which I know for a fact, Devaldo, you are not going to watch because it stars Will Farrell. Will Farrell. Oh, and him. Okay, yeah. And uh, exactly, it's, it's, it's this kind of um, this comedy movie about the uh, the Eurovision Song Contest thing. It's, 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 it's like a weird movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dan yeah. Stevens is that one. So so Dan Stevens in this movie is kind of returning to his kind of like, you know, psychological horror kind of like, you know, uh, roots here. So it stars Dan Stevens, it stars uh, Jeremy Allen White, it stars Alison Brie, who's a writer and uh, director in her own right as well. And it stars Sheila Vand. They're two couples. They decide to rent an Airbnb in some obscure location and it's basically remote. It's amazing. The, the, the place is absolutely amazing. And uh, the way it's filmed is ominous. You've got some long shots in there and, you know, you, you kind of know, you get the feeling that as soon as this movie starts that there is some shit that is going down. And one thing that kind of I will say about this is it kind of shows the relationships that people have. Like, uh, you know, you put a man and a woman together and maybe they've got other partners, but you put them in close proximity. Shit is going to start happening, Devaldo. Like, you know, and yeah. you mix in like drugs. There's going to be some other um, extracurricular activities that are going on. And bear in mind, Dan Stevens in this character, he's already married. And the other person that he, uh, you know, the other people that are kind of in on this trip is his brother and his brother's girlfriend. So uh, I'm not going to say anything more than that. So something happens. And with, with the decision that, you know, two characters in this movie make leads to shitstorm of other events. 
there are cameras in the house, let's put it that way. There's someone who's watching all their moves and it the movie turns nasty and it turns creepy. It turns, you know, like your worst Airbnb nightmare. So imagine that. So imagine cameras, imagine your worst kind of like, you know, Airbnb nightmare involving cameras uh, with the wrong decision. And before you know it, you're talking like, um, like, I don't know, Halloween, like type of level shit going on over here, man. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's a decent directorial debut. And it's, it's basically, if you're scared of doing it, you know, take, you know, paying for an Airbnb, then this movie obviously isn't going to kind of like, you know, help you in that regard. But you know what? It's, it's, it's a nice B movie. Uh, and I say that in a good way. Like, um, it's got all the tropes that you expect from kind of like a horror movie, the long shots, the creepy, uh, music, you know, the, um, you know, there's a great little payoff at the end. And you know what? It's, it's actually not bad, man. It's actually a not bad movie. It's, it's just been released. There is no theatrical uh, release of this one because of obviously the whole COVID. But I definitely recommend this movie that you pay. It's like, I, I think I saw it was on Play Movies for about £2.99 or something like that. Go check it out. It's definitely worth the watch and uh, watch it with kind of your other half or, you know, if you're watching it by yourself, it's even better actually, because you're going to get, you're going to get freaked out a little bit by what what happens in this. Um, yeah, that's called The Rental. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's obviously my movie of the week. Nice one. Thanks for that. I might have to give that one a go. Yeah. Uh, now, have we got time for a hidden gem, Devaldo? He just uh, mentioned this one. Uh, this one is called Black Mother. Yeah. This one is a, I saw this a couple of weeks ago. I saw it on literally Channel 4 on regular TV. You can also catch this on Amazon Prime, I think, as well. And also Rakuten will have this one. Black Mother is a documentary. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long, so it's not too long. But it, it, it's basically, it's based in Jamaica. Uh, the documentary is uh, directed by Kalik Alla. And... It is one of the most, I, I, I can't even, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it. It goes from every sort of, <laughs> I don't know how to describe <laughs> This documentary is so in your face. After you've watched it, you think, what did I just watch? There's people naked. There's people uh, like with limbs missing. There's people talking about, like their life, there's people. You see, you see a birth. You see like a childbirth happen. You see, it, and it's not like no pretty childbirth. It's like when I say pretty, obviously all childbirth is beautiful. But you know, in movies and stuff, you see childbirth depicted in this nice, clean way. Yeah. No. <laughs> in this. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's the messy. See the realness. It's <laughs> 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 a visual poem. Wow. It's visually word it is a visual interpretation of someone's life experiences past present future all in one hours and 20 minutes the whole thing the, the imagery and the, the the audio never syncs up so what oh, you're seeing what you hear when he's talking to people you don't hear them talk and you don't see their lips move at the same it's like it's almost like it's like a i don't know how to describe it but the way the way the film's made it's like a it's just like a 
images and audio just thrown on the screen very intentionally my tired it's not it's not messy at all as in like it's not it's well made but it's just like nothing i've seen before that's all i can say man i don't know what to i don't know i don't know what to say about this film wow it's it's just mad i saw it randomly and i was like what did i just see it's it's good it's good. It's a good hidden gem, but there's no way I would have come across this just yeah. if it wasn't random. Don't find, like I said, hidden gems. You don't look. There's no map to a hidden gem. I can't give you the the directions to find a hidden gem. Hidden <laughs> gems they land upon you when you least expect it, and yeah. they present themselves. A hidden gem. You dig them up. You trip over them. They fall out the sky like bird shit. Hidden <laughs> gems. Corner street corner. Hidden gems, they find you, you don't find them. This one found me and now I'm directing it to you. I Black love that. Mother, 16 and try and watch that if you can. Wow. I'll leave it there. That's mad. Yeah. So listen, so I'll be able to, so the good thing is because I got obviously got this VPN thing, um, I'll be able yeah. to log into Channel 4 and kind of, uh, I'll be able to watch this one. When you say like, you know, it's about Jamaica, is so it's about the people, like it follows the lives of people from Jamaica. Regular people, regular people from the street, regular people that I'm sure this, uh, the director grew up with or something or just sort of areas that he's known about. It's just, yeah. And the director was involved in like, writing directly even writing because it's documentary but directing the sound this the that the director wow. was involved in a lot of stuff <laughs> wow, a lot of stuff so it was very much a labor of love for this director but it's yeah it's like nothing i've seen before it's, it's just yeah it's different is it's it different. Wow. well there you have yeah, it folks different. go check it out um Obviously, you know, find it on uh, Rakuten or, or, or on one of the streaming services. And obviously, if you're in the UK, go check that out on Channel 4. So that's it, folks. That's all we've got time for. We really, really, really hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, keep in touch with us. You know, drop us a line on Instagram. And um, yeah, man, like, you know, sh- share your uh, share your movies with us. And remember, if you want to win that uh, code, Devaldo, what do they have to do? A post on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, a hidden gem of your choice. And I will reply to the first person that does that with their movie code. There you have it, folks. Right. Listen, hope you have a good one. And uh, that's it. Peace out, guys. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast.